0: And now, tune in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.
1: Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we're going to be talking about the huge announcement coming out of New Japan Pro Wrestling this week, Uh, the AJ Styles title win, the Ric Flair documentary, and a whole lot more. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I am your humble host, Bill Vakey, aka the K-faved Crusader. <laughs> and to my right, as always, we have—I—I uh, feel pretty confident in saying this—the only advanced Cicerone in the world who also hosts a wrestling podcast. We have two-year Zach Pullman. Congratulations on the on
0: the big uh, achievement this
2: week, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. I'd say the odds are pretty slim that there's another one like me doing that. He's uh. the
0: Dion Sanders of the wrestling podcast game. Right?
1: I mean, if there is another advanced Cicerone in the world that has a wrestling podcast, we should probably either have him on the show or kill him. Well, Challenge! It,
2: it kind of made me feel like a big deal and I was almost late to the pod because I was having a hard time finding a chick who wanted to let me jerk off in front of her. So. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus Christ. It starts early. It is right. As
2: always,
1: we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB?
0: Exciting week in wrestling. Exciting week for my boy, Zach. I'm ready to go, man. Let's do this shit.
1: Yeah, we got lots. Lots to talk about tonight, guys. A lot. Uh, we are sitting here in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, at the exquisite Shock City Studios. We have engineer Sam is our engineer tonight, our favorite engineer, Mister Perfect. Uh, two yeah, for absolutely, two, absolutely. We God do not me. like him like oh, by his presence. Way better evening. than the other guys. Um, but before we get started, we'd like to say that tonight's episode, one of our uh, sponsors tonight is Soul Taco. Soul Taco has delicious Korean-Mexican fusion food. They have have really good stuff. Uh, If you're in the St. Louis area, they have a place in the U-City Loop. They have a place in Chesterfield. They have two food trucks that always drive around town. They have a place in Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, and Chicago, Illinois. Um, If you don't live in the St. Louis area... We recommend getting here as soon as you can just to get yourself some soul taco. They got put it on uh, the list of
0: things to do. <laughs> they got
1: tacos. They got burritos, quesadillas, bulgogi bowls. I can never say that right. Pot stickers, all sorts of good shit. Uh, I recommend the spicy pork, but everything there is good. So um, yeah, go to soul taco. Uh, they're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show and uh, they bring it hard every week which Tell is we uh, you. all the time and just like we try to do so without further ado we're gonna get to our three count <laughs> jcb what's the one count this week
0: the one count has to be alpha versus omega sunday morning i'm sitting at home fighting to sleep about 5 30 sunday morning watching the Power Struggle New Japan Pro Wrestling pay-per-view. Kenny you Omega, were watching it live when it happened? I was watching it live when it happened. Holy nice shit. So, Kenny Omega with another successful title defense of the U.S. title against Trent Barreiro. Good match, not great. So, he's cutting his promo afterwards, and now I've finally figured out that this is where the new challenger comes up and makes his challenge for whatever title it is. In this case, it's the U.S. title. Kenny Omega cuts his promo, you know, goodbye, good night, bang. So the uh, house lights come down, the big screen comes up, and the next thing you know, I see this face that looks kind of familiar. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm pretty stoned right now, and it's 5 in the morning. Is this Chris Jericho? <laughs> Go and behold, Chris Jericho comes in and basically throws his hat into the ring and tears this picture of Kenny Omega. I'm marking out to the point where I can't speak anymore. Oh, you
1: had to be. I wish I had video of you marking out while that was happening. Literally,
0: I I had my hands over my face. I'm like, oh, shit, this is happening. So we're going to have Kenny Omega versus Y2J Chris Jericho on the January 4th Wrestle Kingdom pay-per-view event. Now, if this can't get you to at least... Pump up the Check 999 yeah. yen. If you've heard the- us,
1: if you've heard us ramble on about Y2J for the last couple months, and this or not about Y2J, I'm sorry, about New Kenny, Japan for the last well, couple months, Omega or too. Kenny Omega, and this doesn't get you excited, then it I, really you're, you're should.
0: Just, you're just you're not a true wrestling fan. You're going to literally have arguably one of the best wrestlers in the last 20 years give or take versus one of the hottest wrestlers today right now in the same ring. That's not a WWE ring. I just, it blew my, and it's still, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. This is going to happen, but this is such a great event for, uh, new Japan. It's a major coup. Go ahead.
2: Two bear. what do you think? Yeah. I had seen Jericho like kind of taunting him on Twitter and I was like, what's going on about this? Cause you know, they're both from the same town and I thought maybe that was it. And Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg, uh, same town as Roddy Piper too. Um, yeah, small world. Yeah, pretty great wrestling town. Uh, you look at, you know, key players like that. But, yeah, I'm taunting him on Twitter, and I'm like, what's going on? Um, you know, I was like, is Jericho, like, feeling old? He wants to, like, taunt the, the young guy. It's kind of, like, coming up in his, you know, a similar fashion. Like some, oh, yeah. A it's, similar, it's a similar rise. And um, But, no, and then I saw that. I woke up. Opened Reddit, which is the first thing I do when I'm on the toilet in the morning. And uh, that's what I saw. And I was like, holy shit.
0: <laughs> Literally, you figuratively, we- <laughs> Yes,
2: yes, exactly. But uh, I was super excited. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here for another 50 minutes. But uh, it, it's going to be great. I think they're going to get a lot of subs. I had read that, um, I guess, Jericho got the idea from McGregor Mayweather. And he was thinking, you know, who can I you know, do, uh, who can I who can I challenge to have, like, this big match? And he reached out to Omega, and I guess Omega was down, so they reached out to Gato, and Gato was down. And I think it's a great deal. It's going to get a lot of exposure for New Japan. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a lot of subs out of this, mm-hmm. and um, I think they're going to get a lot of subsequent, you know, business. You so, know, out so, of for sure.
1: S- so, question, because... Uh, I'm into it, and I think it's kind of a dream match when you think about it. Um, Jericho's getting an on in age; he's 47 years old. Um, he can still work. Omega's matches are um, their signature is how fast paced they are, and how action packed they are, and how he how he can go 45 minutes without really giving up too much uh, momentum when it during a match. Uh, my question is. What is WWE getting back in return for this? Because this is not this. I I don't think there's any way that this happens without Vince's blessing. Because Jericho is a company man, he's never done anything outside of the WWE since 1999. Unless if anybody wants to correct me, please correct me on Twitter or Facebook. But I don't think that this happens without Vince saying, okay, you can go to New Japan and do this one match. So what is WWE getting back in return? And now I
2: just said WWE like Kurt Angle does. WWE! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that they're going to get anything immediately. And I also, I can kind of see Jericho going rogue uh, because he talks about, like on his podcast, I've I've listened to it a little bit and I've listened to him on other stuff. A lot of those guys that were in that Attitude Era, um, Golden Age and Attitude Era, what Vince liked was them going out on their own and doing some shit yes. that was worthwhile. So yeah. I, I can actually see him going rogue and just doing this thing. And, you know, he's at this stage of his career. It's like, what are you going to do? Not put me in the fucking Hall of Fame. Right. So, uh, you know, I could give me another belt for but there But you know. there is
1: the risk of uh, Jericho really pissing Vince off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm sure Jericho's not hurting for money, but a WrestleMania appearance has to put tens of thousands of dollars in his pocket i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go too far and say well he makes a million dollars for wrestlemania i don't think that's it but i mean even if a wrestlemania appearance for him is 30,050 i i really don't know the scale i don't know how much he gets paid for it but there is the risk of pissing vince off i just personally i think it's odd to think that he would do this without talking to Vince and talking to hunter and okay. talking to stephanie okay first. but
0: here's my problem with that he came to them first and said okay i'm doing this cruise i want to have nxt guys on this cruise you know working with an, another i guess well, let's just say it's new japan okay? The okay roh is on the cruise okay okay roh fair enough which is essentially new japan as well essentially okay yeah. so i come to you with this idea and you basically tell me no I, ROH and New Japan have a working relationship. relationship. Guess, okay, yeah. so you basically told me no. Okay, well then that's fine. Contract ends. So now at this point, I can do what I want. Okay? I came to you the first time and said, yeah, you could be a part of this and you turned me down. So now as a, at this point, an independent contractor, I can do what I want. I can make any match I want. He came to Vince first, Vince turned him down, and this is, I think, the direct result of it. you that's you've got the to, truth,
1: though, if that's the truth, then this is a major fuck you to Vince McMahon, though. It, it
0: is not. I this came is to, a
1: huge match.
0: It's a huge match, but I came to you. This co-
1: popped the entire world wrestling community. And,
0: and things that are happening in WWE this week, I think, are a direct result of what happened Sunday morning. But I'm still saying, I came to you first. And this could have been on a NXT guys. I mean, you know, they're not uh, the main roster guys. But I mean, you could have still did something co-op where everybody wins, fans wins, wrestler wins, everybody gets promotion, everybody gets exposure, everybody gets money, and you could have walked away. Instead, now you have an already loaded, loaded Wrestle Kingdom card, even more loaded with a big big time match, a literal dream match that probably should have happened in the WWE ring but you said no. Now this is what you get. Now New Japan wins. Those
2: NXT guys all live in Florida too and I'm guessing that's where the thing's taken off from.
0: I would assume so. So I mean, I don't understand what Vince is just hell bent on WWE bastardizing everything and that's great. But now this was where it bit you in the ass and now Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan are going to reap this benefit while Vince is going to, has been scrambling ever since that point of this announcement being made. Shame on you, Vince, because this is on you. You could have stopped it.
1: <laughs> I think that's a pretty strong take. That's a pretty strong stance to take. I don't know if that's... Like, I was saying that Vince had something to do with it, and you're saying shame on you, Vince?
0: No, I don't. honestly, if I had to guess... I don't think Vince did not seal his approval on this. Jericho kind of went rogue on this. But ultimately, like I Zach said. I guess we'll said, find out
1: next week when we have Vince McMahon on the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really, shit? That's <laughs> good. I'm like, yes. No, but
1: uh, you that's a good segue, and we have to keep shit moving tonight. So that'll bring us to our two counts. 2 weird Zach Pullman. Advanced Cicerone two-beer.
0: There you go. <laughs> I was saying, address that man correctly.
2: Might have to go up to three-beer. AC two-beer. <laughs> yeah. AC two-beer. <laughs> what is uh, the two-count?
0: Two-count's pretty
2: fucking phenomenal. I just said last week, uh, whenever we announced... Uh, no, we didn't announce it. Whenever they announced that uh, gender was going to face AJ, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a bummer. There's no way that they're going to change the title uh, on an episode of SmackDown. And lo and behold... They changed the title on an episode of SmackDown. Uh, this is um, a little bittersweet, and I'm going to explain myself, because a lot of people are just celebrating like out in the streets. Oh,
0: like, y- I mean, Twitter just imploded. I was like, yeah. what the fuck?
2: Yeah, there were...
1: It's definitely there's no in between. No, it's like it's pretty polarizing. I very, mean,
2: it's kind of like last year's election. Very, uh, very. <laughs> I'm a centrist on this, but uh, we, can, we can get yeah. to, we can get to my thing later. And that's the thing. Like I'm I'm a I'm a centrist. That's why I say it's bittersweet because not only was do I think gender was kind of starting to come into his own. Um, I'm not a gender hater. At worst, he's a good wrestler, uh, but. Part of it was that match was pretty fucking good. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think it was just AJ. You know, a lot of people will say AJ, you can have a good match with AJ Styles and and anything. Uh, but gender really came across as a true powerhouse. Um, There's a couple instances, and part of it was AJ selling, but part of it was just gender coming across as a powerhouse. And his psychology was better. Like uh, whenever they did the calf crusher and he like slammed. Uh, Aj's head down. Yeah, that was that was a good spot. It was a good spot, and it, it's one that's been like done before. I think Rollins has done it to him, but the way Aj sold, it, the way Gender did it, um, he just literally, literally comes across as like a badass powerhouse. Um, People are really hard on Gender as a wrestler. Like the Gender haters are really
1: hard on him. They call him amateur, and they say that he doesn't move that well, and they say that he moves slow and everything, and he moves like a big guy. But I think that they are overly hard like they 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 exaggerate how bad he is as a wrestler
2: because he's not a bad wrestler he's a good wrestler he's not AJ Styles but he's not who is yeah who yeah, right. is right yeah I mean there's a lot of um people that are overly critical and I mean I've kind of gone back and forth I thought it was an interesting experiment and then I was like ah oh, man I'm tired of this and that was around the time there was all that racist stuff and then that was the worst part of that it. was the worst part of it and it was kind of starting to come back from that and I'm like okay you know I, yeah. I really don't mind this because uh, I couldn't really see you know too many other people that I'd rather see you know with the belt at that moment that would be super interesting because he still had a ton of opponents like he'd only fought like three fucking people really Yeah, he fought Orton three times he fought Nakamura twice and that and was then, it yeah and then AJ yeah so uh but at the end of the day it was a really beautiful pop uh there was people that were so genuinely happy uh, whenever that's one time I enjoyed the crowd reaction usually I hate how they're constantly cutting to the crowd whenever they did that there was people that just couldn't believe it because I couldn't believe it um, even though it got spoiled for me because again I was on the toilet looking at Reddit (laughs) uh, I'll, I'll
1: go to JCB in a second but they said that's the first time that the WWE Heavyweight Championship has ever changed hands anywhere outside of North America and they also said that's only the third time that the WWE Championship has ever changed hands on SmackDown, the last time being September of 2003 when Brock Lesnar did it, mm. and one time before that when Vince took it. So there's only been three guys that have won the heavyweight no belts on SmackDown. It's AJ, Brock, and Vince. Jason Bell, what do you think of the match, or what do you think about the title change, I guess?
0: Uh Match first, I thought was easily Jinder's best match as champion, and I'm not... I'm not gonna sit here and bash on gender. Like, good crowd helps. Good crowd helps. AJ helps. Gender was i agree with zach it was more this was more of a fluid match it's his same move set but it just looked better he felt more of a powerhouse and i don't know if it's the fact that you can sling aj styles around or not or whatever the case may be oh it's we it doesn't matter i thought it was his best match to date as champion probably heard
1: that-, that aj is smaller than orton or nakamura right yeah, and by it, a bit yeah
0: and you know, the, the extra two or three feet in the air helps. It, it looks better visually. The colossal looked better. Better, yeah, because yeah. when he slammed them, it just looked like AJ just, you know, bit it out of an airplane. You know, he hits the mat, he flops around, you know, it's almost rock taking a uh, stone cold stunner. Now, as the, for the title change, and like you said, everybody, it seemed like the Wicked Witch of the West died. I mean, people were coming out the woodwork. Everybody's like, yeah, somebody who said it on uh, BFR, Friends of BFR on uh, Facebook, at Twitter. Twitter, BFR Zach with an H, BFR Bill, BFR JCB, BFR Pod as well everybody's coming out like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. Everybody needs to pump the brakes on this. This could easily be one of those things where we have realized the error of our ways where we can't have Brock versus gender, so we're going to have Brock versus AJ. We're going to do that at Survivor Series, and then the tour from India starts in December. Right. Then you get gender back the belt sometime during this tour, and yeah. then things go back to the way there is. So Man. everybody just needs to pump the brakes on Jason, this. I can
2: see that happening. You
1: had to stop answer my questions before i ask them (laughs) but like yeah like i think that this was really like now there's also the chance i mean ginger could win it back next year next week they could have done it just to pop the manchester crowd or something
0: they've already got two title matches i don't think they're going to do a third
1: but right probably not i think i i think we're looking at aj versus brock which is a much uh more uh, palatable Main event, or whatever event it's going to be at Survivor Series, no, it's, which is turning out to be, out to be a stacked card. It's kind of a stacked it's, card.
0: It's a, it's, it's if we were to
1: have the Shield versus New Day, also. And yeah, now, now I mean, you're talking. Right. Now, we're, now yeah, we can start working the worst out. Yeah. But we ha- I have to think that the WWE took the temperature of their audience and that the gender Brock. Everybody is banned from real. And that the gender Brock uh, match didn't uh, elicit too big of a reaction.
0: It only elicited a re- reaction, and you can jump in there on the Zach in 30 seconds. You know, the gender lovers loved it, because now here is their one chance to legitimize, what, did I say that right? Legitimize? Legitimize. Thank you. Uh, Jinder Mahal as champion because everybody's been, you know, well, you got the Singh brothers, you got this, you got that. He's never really had a real one good queen win. The only one was Nakamura and that match was okay. So now here's the chance to make Jinder Mahal the undisputed WWE champion that he always wants to be because you got Brock Lesnar and now you snatched that away. He might not even be on this card while you bullshitting. Who gender? Gender might not even be on this card. Oh, I think he's probably going to interfere in that match some
1: way. Like, don't expect that to be a very clean match. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if gender came down, put them both down with the colossa, and then waited for, and then waited for somebody to pin the other person. And then Brock will pin AJ. I don't see AJ beating Brock Lesnar.
0: No, I don't think so. I, I can. I didn't go that far in fancy booking, but now that you said that, I can totally see it.
1: Yeah, Jenner's not going to not show up. Just like uh, Ko and uh, Sammy are not oh, yeah, going to yeah, show up.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, but that—that that to me is more given. This is still kind of uh, the reactionary phase because this is the first time we talked about. Everybody's
1: on this card, though. Like, everybody's on this card. This is a fucking huge card.
0: Let's, let's, let's wait until next week, when we see each other next week, because we're going to have to do a prediction next week. Then we'll see the card, because you could easily have Charlotte versus Alexa. They haven't announced Shield yeah. versus New Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that can still change coming up to the minute. Let's talk next week. We can see how loaded this card is.
1: Fair enough. That'll bring us to our... Three can. <laughs> And the three count is going to be, and um, my apologies to uh, AC2Beer that uh, he didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, the Ric Flair 30 for 30 premiered this week on ESPN, and I think that Zach knows enough about Ric Flair that he can probably participate in this conversation, but what I took away the most out of this 30 for 30 is that it presented the story of a guy that where the character took over the man, it was not very. Um, it was sympathetic to Ric Flair, but it didn't let him off the hook not at, at all. all. Not at all. Not at all. And it kind of made him. Uh, it, like when he says that there's a Ric Flair, Richard Flair was just somebody that flunked out of college after the first semester, and then Ric Flair took over. It's like that's that that's like him trying to let himself off the hook. But it definitely bit, yeah. it definitely made him look like a bad dad for sure. Made him look like a bad husband for sure. <laughs> it made him look like somebody who's uh, the character of Ric Flair took over who he was when he's when he's when he's still talking at this age about how he lived his gimmick. I wondered how much of the documentary or how much he worked the documentary. Thoughts on that, JCB? Uh,
0: it. I'll just preface it by saying this. Ric Flair, to me, is the greatest wrestler that I've ever seen in my life. I've always been a Ric Flair guy. I always Preach. will be a Ric Flair guy. He's the best. So that being said, this was exciting to me just to see how they would present Ric Flair. And this is the way I would want to present Ric Flair. Yeah, he's the greatest wrestler in the world of all time, but he had his faults. That being said, is it a? I don't think it was a work. I think this was almost kind of like... Therapeutic for him to, to get this shit out. So, you know, you can't. But I'm de- saying he might be working himself.
1: I mean, when he talks about how he drank 10 beers every day and five cocktails every day and how he masturbated twice a day and how he had sex with 10,000 women. Okay, you know that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> None of it's right. I don't okay. believe any oh, of hey, it. Hey,
0: look, I'll, I'll say it like this I didn't drink as much as Rick Flair on, the, on the, just a the night to night basis, but there's been times I've gone hard. Eight, nine drinks, three or four shots. Okay, I get it. What? Five masturbates. Two, uh, two is probably the limit on a day-to-day basis. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but I, I mean, can't
1: believe he got that
0: out of you. Hey, man, look, let's call it for what it is. But seriously, <laughs> I think that he said it in the, the documentary. The things that I said in my promos—that was my life. He bought a limit. He says
1: he says I never said anything in a promo that I didn't, didn't actually do. do.
0: Okay. Which is, that's, uh, that's so stupid. That is, no, but it, but it shows you how much the the character took over the person. And then he used that, which they don't let anybody do in WWE anymore, use personal experiences. They didn't give you a line. Rick Flair was just like, okay, Rick, you're going to come out in two minutes. Go ahead and cut your promo.
1: Now, let's bring Zach into this. Now, I know you haven't watched it, but thoughts on Mass Brain Twice a Day?
2: Uh, it's. Uh... <laughs> pretty great way to live your life and also to re- remove the stress on your prostate. I don't know if we have any <laughs> no, body that's... No, there's, uh, there's studies on that. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be good for it. I try to use that line with my wife all the time. It uh, doesn't work. She, yeah. actually, like, wants me to get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thoughts uh, on Ric Flair. Back to Ric Flair. I remember, you know, watching him when I was a kid and, you know, watching him as an adult. One of my favorite things, he would come out every WCW Monday Nitro, every single one, Gene Okerlund would stand in the middle of the ring or would stand at the end of the ramp and he would say, now we welcome the 13-time world champion. And he would come down and he would just cut a fantastic promo unless he was injured. Um, I loved it. And uh, I agree with you guys. He was the best of all time. There's nobody better. The best. The but.
0: TNA. I'm sorry to cut you off. The TNA spot, and they, I know they just you know flashed it for 30 seconds. That turned my stomach. Just for the fact that he had to go to TNA because he didn't, you know, do what he needed oh, to financially.
1: It really did. It made go ahead. it made uh, James Storm look bad too. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, <laughs> that was brutal. You, you'll see it at some point, Zach. You know what we're talking about. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. If anybody wants to give me their uh, provider login, I need it for to watch it on the ESPN <laughs> that's app. So you B, can that's just at BFR, at BFR Zach. Zach. Just DM me. Um, I cut I cut the cord a few years ago. So look uh, at you. But yeah, anyway, uh, I think it is. Uh, I, from what I've heard, I talked with my boy, Jarek King, today. Uh, shout out to Jarek. And from what I've heard, it paints a pretty realistic depiction, which is unfortunately a too common story. Now, Ric Flair might be an extraordinary performer once in a lifetime, but that story is not unique. Um, Agreed. It is, uh, you know, it's almost a cliche, and I, I like... Even though the the PGR can sometimes be a slightly less exciting, I like that uh, guys are like playing video games instead of uh, doing heroin uh, or cocaine and drinking themselves to death and eating painkillers. Um, I like that they can work a five day week and maybe fly home and see their families every now and then.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I think that's part of what. Uh, I need myself personally to take away from this is that guys like, you know, Gallows and Anderson was like one of the first guys I thought of uh, when I was on the way home. Like, they're content on being lower level tag team guys. That's good for them. They're making their money. They're getting the chance to see their kids and their, uh, their families, and that's more important versus me being the selfish wrestling fan wanting more for them. If they're okay with it, then I should be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? It, the the documentary really hit home how, I guess, I'm going to use the word selfish Rick Flair has been over the years. Oh, it's yeah. always been yeah. more selfish. about <laughs> him and his career and his image versus you know his wife. Three wives, his kids, the whole shebang that the kid that uh read that died or whatever the case may be, you know. It was more about him. No, Even it, wasn't, then,
1: it wasn't whatever the case may be, he died. Nah,
0: you know what I mean. <laughs> Shut your ass up. It was more about him ultimately, and that's the the main thing that I came out of it because like I said it on Twitter that night it's hard for me to watch one of my wrestling idols get beat up like this but it's all true and ultimately yeah. the, you know you're just gonna have to kind of wear it and you know make the best of your life from this point on but you know I, I, I waited on Rick Flair once I, I mean he's he was genuinely the nicest one of the nicest superstars, celebrities, whatever you want to call it I've ever met in my life. And this is you know, it'll always be a lasting memory for me. But like I said, that the last thirty minutes was like literally did he leave punching it together. Did
1: he leave a pretty good gratuity oh.
0: <laughs> yes sorry. he did actually Twenty-five
1: that out did Sam he? I'm sorry man that was a terrible joke
2: <laughs> did he make you uh, watch him jerk off
0: no not at all I was say he offered me chickens to the uh, the house show that they were at on uh, Friday night I was like thanks man but where are we going to be there in exchange
2: guys. for watching him jerk guys, off guys <laughs> we
0: got to keep him moving that's going to do it for our three counts
1: <laughs> Uh, and that's a perfect segue into our new sponsor. Thanks, guys. Uh, JJ Twigs on Hampton has uh great pizza, a great atmosphere. It's family-friendly. Um, they have tons of good pizzas. I prefer the Gravy Train and the Super Mario, but they also got the Joya's. They also have a new breakfast pizza. Really? On the menu, which I'm a fan of breakfast. I'm I'm a fan of all things breakfast. I like breakfast too. But JJ Twigs, um, it's just south of Eichelberger on Hampton, uh, and um, we have some gift cards to give away from JJ Twigs. Do tell. So. If you go, and we also need some five star reviews on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to uh, Band from Ringside on. So if you go to iTunes or, or whatever. Or Blog Talk Radio. Or Blog Talk Radio, and you give us a five star review, take a screenshot of that stuff with your phone, and you can send it to Band from Ringside podcast on Facebook, Friends of BFR on Facebook, which uh, you can certainly become a part of. that's where we have our conversations. Uh, on Twitter we're BFR JCB BFR with BFR Bill, BFR pod. Send a screenshot of you giving us a five star review and you will be entered in uh, the running for a gift card to JJ Twigs to get some of their pizza. Get that double stacker. They got the double stacker. Tell them that ban from ringside sent you, please. And thank you. And thank you. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. And that's JJ Twigs Pizza on Southampton. And uh, I think that's going to bring us to uh, some odds and ends. This is Banned from Ringside. <laughs> I think the first thing that we got to talk about is the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn suspension.
2: Oh, yeah, no shit. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, is that a work or is it not a work? What's it's going gonna on?
0: It's work. Why do you think it's a work?
2: I mean, I haven't read too much into it. It just it just smells like a work. Like, so Sami
1: uh, Zayn and Ko got sent home from the European tour. Uh, they said, from what I read, uh, they went into business for themselves on the mic on SmackDown and also in the ring on SmackDown. That they were supposed to stay in there and take a beating from the New Day, and they just split. I remember watching that. That was before I went to the Death From Above 1979 show on Tuesday night, which fucking walked. And uh, <laughs> I remember that was the only part of SmackDown that I watched on Tuesday night was when KO and Sami Zayn came out and talked shit to New Day. And I remember it seemed like Shane was trying to get his lines in, and Sammy kept cutting him off, and I was like, that seems really weird. It's like Shane's kind of waiting. Shane keeps trying to get his stuff in, and Sami Zayn keeps cutting him off, and it didn't seem like it was scripted.
0: Right. So is it a work? Uh, I'm going to say no, question mark. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, this has things to do with backstage. Uh, How pissed off
1: would the powers that be have to be at KO and Sami Zayn, who they're putting all this time and effort into to actually have to send them home.
0: And I think that's that's ultimately where why they sent them home. Uh I've I've read the same things you have, Bill, and just the fact that they've put a what could be a really serious angle if it goes the way we think it's going to go at Survivor Series They're going to have a major impact on Survivor Series. We need you to just stay in line. The fact that you decide you want to go rogue, we can't have that. You know what I'm saying? He headbutted and frog splashed Vince. They're not going to throw that away. uh, And I think this is, you know, the the proverbial slap on the wrist, go home, get your shit together. We'll see you on Tuesday night or whatever house show you're going to be at for the next week or so in the States. And then, you know, you come back Tuesday night. This is what you need to do, and you need to stay on script.
2: Two beer things to work. Why? It just seems like uh, it didn't need to. I don't know how it. I don't know how it leaked. Like I just feel like it was in. I saw it in Sports Illustrated, and I was like, yeah, right. You know, I was like, that's why right. I saw Sport, it too. You know, it's, like, it Sports of... Illustrated. I was like, it wasn't like Meltzer, like Not that has sponsor. like all kinds of, you know, <laughs> insider info. Like, I don't know how deep, you know, what contacts like Sports Illustrated has. They probably got a few. But
0: uh, I was going to say, Justin Barrasso is uh, a Sports Illustrated guy, and he's, he's straight professional wrestling. So, I mean, they have a guy that does professional wrestling there all for the time, Sports yeah. Illustrated. So take it for what it is.
2: Maybe that's what it was, and it just seemed a little mainstream. It just seemed like it was, uh, you know, why why publicize it, you know, to you know, That's where I, you know, felt like it was a work. And because these guys have gotten such a rub and they're such a big deal, um, the infraction doesn't seem that bad to warrant such. But at the same time, uh, you know, when you're as alpha male as Vince, um, and I'm sure that's rubbed off on Shane. Oh, yeah. Whenever you're that super fucking alpha, any kind of slight, you know, you just got to knock it down. So
1: I've heard rumors from... I right, saw rumors at two different spots on Reddit and Twitter, and maybe one of them was piggybacking off the other, where they thought, where there has been rumors that there is a new NWO being formed and that they're going to come back with an NWO. And that's kind of why uh, you know, the too sweet thing that the Young Bucks did was never a problem
2: until now, until
1: recently, and that's when WWE went after the Young Bucks and did the season desist thing, where they they trademarked the two sweet thing, and nobody except for and our WWE nobody except for people in WWE can do it. So there has been rumors of a new NWO being formed.
2: Uh, can I start laughing now? I saw a picture of uh, <laughs> Kathy Kelly in a you NWO. Can jacket Just you can there. start laughing now but <laughs> I,
1: like i think the reasoning behind it though is that the wwe is probably sick of seeing bullet club t-shirts everywhere you
0: damn right okay this there- is this is a direct i'm sorry to be cut you off but this is a direct result of now young bucks new japan and roh for uh, for the back end Catch- the heat is on this. So, what are you this laughing fr- about?
1: Did you think it's ridiculous? They, that-
0: they're not doing. They're doing. They, the only reason they did the cease and desist is to stop more attention going to the damn, Young Bucks. I really the only did, thing did I really is didn't more attention. attention. I, I
1: did not want the NWO thing to be real that's until not, you just laughed at me. Not, and now I want it to be 100% real.
0: Man, please. Just, I was saying, that, that thing has been dead and buried for over a decade. It's just this well, time move on. Right, there is
2: a new NWO and it's called the Bullet Club.
1: Alright, so, I want to talk about a couple other things uh, before we get too far into it. Mr. Raj, Ms. Fought uh, Braun the other night, Kane came out, and no soul Braun, no sold the running power bomb. I'm surprised they don't have a name for that yet. No sold the running power bomb. He threw him out of the ring. Kane just landed on his feet. Kane is not scared of Braun Strowman, so I predict that when they finally have a match, Kane will win. I mean, obviously, like he's too tough. He's just too big of a badass for Braun. Thoughts, Zach?
2: I think they could be building it up that way. Um, I would. It would be so ridiculous to have. Like one of their biggest rising stars lay down to a... Like a no, he's not laying down to Kane. I was fucking around. Okay. I was like, that just doesn't seem fucking right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a typical Kane Undertaker, you know, the the no solids part of the story. I know. Look at Jason Bell's eyes are rolling <laughs> out of his head.
0: I can't help it. If I'm Finn Balor, I'd be like, man, fuck this shit. Ooh,
1: Finn Balor and Joe, though. I would Joe, be though. pissed.
0: We can jump there in oh, 30 man, seconds. Oh, man, that was good. Um, just to finish the thought on Kane, I would not be surprised if Kane won the the initial match and they stretched it out to three matches, kind of no. p- pushing it close to uh, WrestleMania. No. It, look, we never thought Jinder Mahal would be champion, and he has been champion for a damn near six months.
1: I you always know, knew he'd be champion. Gonna, I said it years ago. Yeah,
0: whatever. You going to sit here and tell me that <laughs> Kane can't win one match, one match? Come on. Uh, we have new tag team champions on the Raw
1: side. We mm. have uh, New Day came out and distracted. Uh, the Shield so that the Bar could win the Tag Team Championship. So we had two major title changes on Raw and SmackDown this week. So thoughts on the Bar winning the tag belts because now you have the Bar versus the Usos
2: at Survivor Series. Two beer. I was super surprised. I mean, I definitely did not expect that. Uh, You know, the New Day interference makes it work a little bit better. I just... There's been so much of this feud that I just really didn't see them putting the belts back on them. We've seen uh, the bar and the shield for quite a while now, and granted, there's not a ton of more people for them to
0: yeah, feud against. I'll say they broke up every freaking tag team. I mean, goddamn! What the fuck?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing taking off the shield. I think the shield doesn't need the belts. Not I think at the all. bar probably needs the belts. Agree surely. Uh, totally. Cesaro and Sheamus need it. Mm -hmm. Um, They're badass, and to to be honest, I was excited for a Shield versus Usos match. I'm I'm just as just as excited for the Bar versus the Usos. I think that'll be fucking great.
0: Yeah, uh, just my tooth sense, and then we can move on. This goes back to the initial conspiracy theory. I thought at the beginning of the the the, uh, pod, this is the direct result of what happened in Japan on Sunday. So now they're switching matches. At the last minute, Vince is scrambling and, and being on the move. And number two, this is uh, no. I'm dead serious, man. I mean, Vince Vince is feeling the heat, whether he wants to admit it or not. He's feeling the heat, and these you know these moves are being made because of it. And number two, the Roman Reigns theory or the Roman Reigns part problem because now apparently he's just been cleared today to wrestle in the ring. So you kind of my initial thought was he's going to be on the Survivor Series team. Now you've got, probably going to have the six man Shield versus. Uh, the New Day, which which will work fine or for me. it'll
1: Or it'll be some sort of uh, tag team match where uh, the New Day do the Freebird rules and there's two guys fighting and then the other guy gets in because the New Day have been acting like heels on Raw, but acting like faces on SmackDown. Smackdown. And then Roman comes in and spears everybody and then somehow Some, grabs yeah, somehow, somehow Rumble, grabs every single belt
0: yeah somehow Roman Reigns is gonna be made somehow stronger, wins the yeah.
1: women's the cruiserweight the <laughs> yeah, was tag was say, team belts move, the, move
0: over Enzo I'm, not, I'm 205 <laughs> speaking of <to> Enzo <laughs> uh, Enzo had a match and kinda
1: got squashed by Pete Dunn. Oh, man, that was awesome. (laughs) That's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) I I guess. I mean, you (laughs) know, we
1: were talking about match of the year. Everybody was talking about the match of the year being Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. But what short memories we have because Pete Dunne versus Tyler Tyler Bate Bate is still. That's the pinnacle. That's the best match in WWE that we've had this year.
0: I'll, I'll defend myself on that because I I did say it was a contender. I did not say it was match of the year, but I will agree that Tyler Bate. And, it's funny, uh, I didn't
1: I didn't say that you were look, one of the people look, saying it. you were it, looking that's...
0: at me, motherfucker. <laughs> just back up. There's only four people in the room, and <laughs> Sam's looking at his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it was a contender. I did not say match of the year, but I will give you that Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn. That was an amazing match. I just I hate the fact that Pete Dunn has. It has to start with Enzo, but I mean, I guess it's better than <sighs> better than nothing at all. He won. He won convincingly. Oh, I think that was so. a one-off. No, that's fine. I don't think
1: Pete Dunn's around. St- I don't think he's sticking around. I think they just popped, popped the crowd. The crowd. No, they brought, yeah. they brought, brought him in, in because
2: he's the UK champion. Yeah, for sure. It was just nice to see him on main roster television i fucking love that kid but. oh yeah he's awesome
0: yeah that's good yeah. i say at, at some point when they decide if they want to do something in the uk permanently or they start bringing him over he's gonna be he's the future man and the future is bright with pete Dunne. there's no question him about him and that.
2: tyler Bate, they're just
0: yeah and the fact that i read that uh, tyler Bate lost queen to enzo i'm like what the fuck how you going to lose Queen to Enzo and have a match of the year candidate on the other side? Nobody thinks about this shit.
1: Uh, Sami Zayn versus Kofi was also good.
0: Yeah, it was good. Um, it, it, once again, it it gives Kofi more credibility. He's been in this tag team for a while with the New Day, it feels like, for five, six, seven years, but it's probably only been two or three. But we, You forget how good of a singles guy he is, and yeah, Dennis, Sami feel, Zayn put on another good show. I feel, like, I feel show. like
1: you and I have been saying for a very long time, like, Give Kofi a single, like a legit singles run.
0: Him and Randy Orton had a, a feud going on back in the day. I thought it was one of the better feuds that that he's ever had. It was great. It lasted and, for a long time, too. Yeah, then I was going to say, I thought that's when he was going to get that next little kind of push, and it just never happened.
2: And he should be in basically every Money in the Bank match.
0: Oh, yeah, because I mean, his spot alone is the spot I'll look for. Shelton Benjamin was before him. He's now taking that spot.
2: Faux
1: show. Sure. This is banned from Ringside. Um, Also, guys, uh, today, November the 9th, 9th? 2017, is the 20-year anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob.
0: I watched it today just because it's been, it feels like, 40 years since I've seen it. That match, it felt like the Cena... Rob Van Dam match from uh, when they did the title change in New York. It was like the ECW crowd where it was just, I mean, I I felt scared for John Cena's life. I watched that match today. I felt scared for Shawn Michaels. I mean, he was was out of there
2: just about as fast as Earl Hebner was.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, just coming to the ring, I mean, you could see... The fans were like rabid. It was like old school Roman, the you know gladiator type shit. They throwing beer on this guy. He snatches the fucking Canadian flag from this guy. He's wiping his face, digs his nose, rubs his balls with it. I mean, he came in with so much heat. When there was a spot in the crowd where they were like literally fighting, I'm like, granted, I know nobody touched him, but I was just like, "Eh, Like I would have done this.
2: (laughs) Two beer. Uh, Yeah, actually, uh, my parents bought. Me that pay per view, so shout out to Paul and Dorothy for ordering that for a twelve year old me. Hey Dorothy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> I need you to dial that down.
2: <laughs> Shawn Michaels uh was my favorite wrestler at the time. Uh, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers. Um but uh so I enjoyed that aspect, and it was also because I was 12 I was starting to see behind the curtain a little bit, like you know, kayfabe. I knew in general um, that you know most stuff like was a work, but I, I was, I was getting worked pretty hard at twelve years old. Like I remember being like super scared of like Papa Shango, and he would like put like curses on people. I'm like oh fuck, I don't want to mess with that guy. I really hope I don't.
1: I think more than anything, that is the one night that launched the modern era of wrestling. I mean, that was a seminal moment yeah. in wrestling history because it launched, it created, essentially, the Mr. McMahon character.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was the
1: very beginning of the Mr. McMahon Acc- character.
2: Accidentally. Oh, yeah, and... The no, I no, accidentally he did, too. Vince well, <laughs> knew what he well, was doing. As I mean, far as character goes, but, right, right. it's it's what he took it the and only ran reason, with it. The only reason that Vince gave that
1: interview on Rob the next night with the black guy was because he had a black guy.
0: Right. Yep. The Brett Screw Brett interview. The
2: Brett Screw Brett interview. And that's iconic.
0: Yeah. No, and it you get you're totally on the money about that, and I was just I was totally bullshitting, but yeah, it accidentally trying to protect his business, his business interest. The Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon character was born and it's been running strong for 20 years. I mean, hell, we just talked about him, you know, letting KO headbutt the dog shit out of him to get him over. So, yeah, you know, all the way around, it's it's one of the, the best moments in WWE history and wrestling history.
1: Alright, and one more thing uh, before we get to the birthdays and the outro. Um, I wrote this down earlier. Just real quick answer. And when I when I, meet, when I say oh, real quick shut, answer, shut I mean ask real the quick question, answer. Damn, is Jericho all time? Because Jericho's all time place doesn't get talked about very often because he's still going and he's still relevant, right? Is Jericho's all time top five, top ten, top twenty? What do you, What do you say? Or top top thirty? Because he's in the. I think we all agree, he's in the top thirty. Absolutely. So would you say top five, top ten, top twenty, top thirty? And I'll ask you first, Sam. Sam says top five.
0: I didn't say that. God
2: damn. Sam says 20. 20. I might lean towards 20, although I think it's more like 15. JCB.
0: My Twitter header has what I would consider the Mount Rushmore. I would say at, at the bare minimum, he's a top 10 guy. I uh, want to see what he does with uh, the Omega. Uh, I, uh, not like it's going to matter, but I'll still say top ten.
1: I agree. I say Bearman the movies top ten, maybe top five. Yeah, I think I think he probably gets swept under the rug because he's still current. He's, That's probably he, it. He feels so current. A lot of my guys would not be guys that are still wrestling. Yeah, they're guys that only come back. They're guys that don't fight at house shows. They're guys that only fight at WrestleManias if they fight
2: at if all. If they fight at all. A lot, if they're a alive. Lot of, like a lot <laughs> right, of my top right. five like don't wrestle right
1: now. All right, and uh, let's uh, get to our birthdays. Uh, King Kong Bundy is 60. Ted DiBiase, happy birthday. Ted DiBiase Jr. is 35. Okada, speaking in New Japan, is 30 this week. Jesus. Y2J, speaking in New Japan, is 47. Cowboy. Bob Orton, St. Louis boy. What's up? 67. Ryback is 36. I think he's bom, working the Fry side at Chili's downtown. Bom, bom. Uh, Peyton Royce is 25. Mm. Uh, Leo Rush stop stop it stop
0: it <laughs> What's Leo up, Rush is
1: 23 hey Leo Rush stop tweeting yeah right uh, Disco Inferno <laughs> who made a, a surprise appearance on the Ric Flair <laughs> <Right. documentary. laughs> right. no shit yes.
2: I want to watch it even
1: more now
0: <laughs> it was just it, he didn't talk but you just saw him you were I right. fucking love Disco it showed
1: Ric Flair uh, making him look really good uh, Disco Inferno is 49 Tanahashi is 41 And the other Singh brother, Sunil Is 33 Hey everybody, uh, we appreciate you Checking out the podcast We know there's lots of other podcasts listening to you So we appreciate you listening to ours For Sam the Mahler the Engineer Check For Shock City Studios Check. Check. For Chris Denman. Check. For Free Play Media. Check. For JJ Twigs Pizza on Hampton. For Soul Taco Check. everywhere. For JCB. Hashtag for two beers. I'm sorry. For AC.
0: Two, two beers. Be Zach
1: Bowman. I am Bill Beggy and everybody. I really have to pee. <laughs>